Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello and a warm welcome to the fifth episode of the Learning by Ear series, Shall I Tell You Something? African Fables for Culture of Peace. Well, I guess you've already been in the situation when someone has tried to convince you to do something that you consider to be wrong. And if this person is your boss or perhaps someone you really like, it is especially difficult to say no. But sometimes it has to be done, as you will hear. Listen in now to our tale, Kasi and Kalu, and find out how brotherly love triumphs over the blind rage of a warrior. On that day, it was very hot, but a light breeze was caressing the African earth like a fan. In the wooded savannah, the sun rose and colored the beautiful landscapes around Babakadi, a powerful kingdom ruled over by a feared king, Katongo Bisanabiso. His name, Bisanabiso, meant he who likes to make others work. The king had the reputation of being ruthless towards his people and never missed an opportunity to prove it. As soon as he came to power, he surrounded himself with an army which was dreaded even beyond the borders of Babakadi. Katongo had a passion, though. He loved horses. <laughs> he only had eyes for them. He loved watching these fascinating creatures galloping, and above all, he loved collecting them. He was willing to go to the ends of the earth in search of rare specimens. One day he heard about the kingdom of Njambu, whose king by fall oversaw every year the bath of horses of unrivaled beauty. One year two foals with coats of a particular excellence were born there. One was as black as paper. His name was Kasi. <coughs> the other was as white as salt. He was called Kalu. <laughs> they had grown up together and had even become known as the inseparable. Once he had heard about the two horses, King Katongo couldn't sleep anymore. One day he called for his guards and told them, Guards! Yes, yes Your Majesty. Majesty. Saddle my horse. I have to talk to buy a fall immediately. I want these pearls of beauty to be mine. By fall, must give them to me. Hurry! Yes, Your Majesty. And the faithful guards ran away to carry out their mission. But King Byfall was very reluctant to part with his two precious animals. After long and difficult negotiations, though, he accepted, not without great regret and at a high price, to sell King Katongo one of the coveted horses, the White Kaloo. However, even after he had acquired a white horse, King Katongo continued to desire the black one, Kasi. But Baifal was obstinate about keeping him. This angered King Katongo, whose pride was injured, and so he declared war on Baifal. King Katongo carefully prepared his opening attack Kalu, now his favorite war horse, was richly harnessed and Katongo was flanked by his dreaded warriors. King Baifal, in turn, was mounted on Kasi, his favorite horse, and they faced the attacking forces. 
and then the opposing sides confronted each other on a plain of sparse grass. was a muscleless battle. King Katongo, mounted on Kalu, was surrounded by his cavalry. They attacked his opponent's forces, who were spearheaded by Baifol, riding Kasi. Katongo's and Baifol's firearms thundered all around. The two armies continuously shot arrows tipped with mystical poisons. Gunshots, horses neighing loudly, men shouting. The noise of the pitched battle was deafening. Fighting continued for ages in spite of the many deaths on both sides. After several days of combat, King Katongo, still riding Kalu, addressed his enemies sitting on Kasi's back. By fall, if you don't let me take your horse, I will take your life. How dare you defy me, the king of Babakadi? At that moment, the horses Kasi and Kalu came face to face. They glared at each other, their eyes filled with hatred. They didn't remember being born in the same stall or growing up together. They were driven by the stubbornness of their kings and didn't think at all for themselves. They confronted each other, then their nostrils dilated and they leathered with rage. They suckled each other and then Suddenly, they began to fight like the worst possible enemies. <laughs> Their hooves flew in all directions. Neither king was able to keep balance, and they were both thrown by the mounts onto the muddy battlefield, deadly injured. But Kasi and Kalu continued to fight. They were bleeding everywhere, but neither of them wanted to give in. Exhausted, they stopped fighting for a moment to catch their breath, but then resumed their fierce struggle with renewed energy. <laughs> if only they could have remembered their childhood together in the same stable and their joy of escaping with one another into the country. But no, nothing could stop them. Blinded with rage and hatred, they fought so hard that eventually they collapsed on the ground like two baobab trees fell with an axe. There they laid, motionless, sleeping exhaustedly as if they had only ever known wars and battles. At dawn, while they were still asleep, a weaver bird happened to be passing by. She climbed up into a bobber tree to see more clearly what from afar had filled her with terror. The corpses of men and animals were scattered across the field, and the ground covered in arrows, gunpowder and blood. The flies had arrived already, soon to be followed by the hyenas, who were drawn to the strange of mutilated bodies. A few egrets hurried to the scene, followed by ibises, to devour the insects and catch the flies clustering on the horses' gaping wounds. The weaver bird wanted to find out what had caused this carnage, so she decided to try and wake up our two exhausted horses. Well, horses, it's time to wake up now. Tell me, what happened at this bloody place? Where all this carnage? 
our masters waged war on each other, and we fought alongside them. Wait a second. Where does the war between humans concern you? Let them fight amongst themselves alone. If they're so stupid not to make the most out of life. Did you have anything better to do than hurt each other? What you say is true. But we only carry out our master's orders. What we think is never taken into account. These words, the two horses looked at each other and lowered their heads, ashamed of the harm they had caused to each other. Then, after staring at each other for a long time, Cassie, with his eyes full of pain and regret, said to the white horse, <laughs> Is your name not Kalu? And you... I am not Cassie. <laughs> Finally, they had recognized each other again. Tormented, they rubbed their heads together. Seeing them like this, it was easy to imagine their pain. They had not seen each other for such a long time. The weaver bird was relieved too and said to herself, After the weaver bird had flown away, Cassie was the first one to speak. Kalu, we have been so blind. We should have never got involved in this conflict. There's nothing worse than war. Look at the state we are in now. <laughs> Cassie, you are right. Let's go. From now on, we will always stay together. And so Cassie and Kalu trotted off together side by side and remained the inseparable for the rest of their lives. And they are still living even today. Thus our fable goes to sea. And he who will smell its perfume first will go to heaven.
Maybe you have also been in a situation where you have carried out orders blindly and did things you would normally never do. Have you? If so, then hey, don't keep your stories to yourself. Talk about them. Tell them to your friends or write them down and send them to us via email at lbe.dw-world.de. If you want to hear our programs again or subscribe to the podcast, you can visit our website at www.dw-world.de forward slash LBE to catch up. And also remember to tune in next time to Learning by Ear. Stay well and bye-bye for now.